three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Sower and the State's baseball listeners. We are fully in the swing of things now. We have had our first full game week, a Monday to Sunday game week. Now we are in game week four. Obviously had the opening day game week there for a four-day one, but that just kind of took place over the weekend. So now we have had our first Monday to Sunday full on game week. ETH rewards are here. Got a lot to talk about, a lot of big baseball news going on, a lot of, a lot of standings, young players, a couple uh, unfortunate injuries as well. So with that, let's jump right into it here. How are we doing, Tripp and B? Alec, I am great. How was your first three weeks game weeks? Did you win the ETH Rewards in game week three? I did not. I uh, it, it was it was only a matter of time before this happened, but I laid a big fat goose egg with rewards. Um, this is why I love comments so much, because no matter what, you always win a reward. So I can at least say I still won something. Right. But unfortunately, I uh, I got shut out in limited and rare, um, rare for the first time this year um, and even from last year, too. So that was a that was a bit of a disappointment as well. Um, just uh, didn't quite put it together with uh, with starting pitching, had some hitters that kind of underperformed a little bit. And uh it's it's early, so you know I'm glad to kind of kind of get the goose egg out of the way. Um, you know I still trust the squad to to be able to turn things around this early in the season. I don't know. Um, just, I don't know, yeah. man. It's 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 baseball, man. Street baseball is streaky. You don't want to start a losing streak now. Come on, I'm not. I, yeah, I'd rather get that losing streak out of the way, though. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's bound to happen at some point. Um, Got to look at it like the uh, the Nationals a couple of years ago when they won the World Series. They were well under 500 through the All Star break and then just flipped a switch. So, you know, Turn rather than me waiting until the All Star break, I'm I'm jumping right in and and cutting it off and starting in Game Week Four. So we are we are back better than ever, and uh, I'm just I'm happy to be here as always. So I got a question. Let Let's do my uh, Let's air uh, Trip and B's grievances here uh, early in the episode. Here, you know, you know, I'm always <laughs> down for a good grievance session. Uh, what do you think about it being called game week four as opposed to game week 27 in, in terms of counting up the entire history? There were 26 game weeks in, in year one in football. And so we're football. They have just been counting up since the very beginning. So like we're in what game week, like 370 something, I think in football. Right. So like they are constantly counting up from the beginning of the platform. This is one of those th- like those like slight tweaks between football, NBA, and MLB. I would guess that NBA probably does the same thing that MLB does, which is a reset next season. I, get, I I don't know. Maybe it's because there's no off season in football. That that could be it, right? There's always at least mm-hmm. one league in play. So yeah, I completely misfocused. So three seventy, we're in three sixty three. So. Uh, it's uh, but, uh, you got the first number right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hundred and change. You know, if you round to the nearest sixty-ish, uh, then uh, then I might have been <laughs> close to right. But uh, yeah, so they started over. They start the count over at game week one, the first week of year two in baseball, and I don't like that. That's my grievance. I think that's lame. I think they should have kept it and matched it, and uh, just counted up and called it game week twenty-seven, week one, and we would currently be in game week thirty-one. And it's just like you know, build some history into the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a very fair point. I think kind of frivolous, the reason. 
it could be a frivolous complaint. I'm not sure. Feel free to tell us if you if you if I'm way off base here. But I appreciate you agree with me, Alan. No, I mean I, I definitely see both sides of it. I mean you kind of hit the nail on the head with on the football side. There really is no off season. There's always one league in play, so you never really can kind of restart the clock there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with baseball and basketball, there there is the off season. Um, so I, I would imagine for basketball year two, uh, that first week will go back to game week one. Um, but it, it is kind of nice to you know. I guess now we don't really get that privilege, but to kind of go in and see that it's like, okay, now it's game week, let's say 37, I think somewhere around there that you said um, this would be. So um, that would, that would be kind of cool just to see, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the history of things for sure. Um, and also just to truly say, Hey, I was there game week one. We are now kind of like in football. If we get to game mm-hmm. week 300, it's like, I was there for game week one. I've been absolutely right. grinding this away. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow I still wouldn't have enough rewards to to put a competitive team out there at that point. But that's just kind of, <laughs> that's part you of can, it. But you can go to, uh, to like Soda Data and go in the game week center and like look back all the way back to those early football game weeks and like see who's there, you know? So like, it's like you, your name's kind of written in uh digital digital stone i guess you could call it uh, uh in that way so i don't know just just my my grievance of the day you know it's they come and go and uh they can't this one came along um i think we got to talk some baseball though right we've we've blathered on enough and we got to talk about these rays because the rays are chasing history 10 and 0 to start the season winning uh their 11th straight game as we record this uh on a uh tuesday night and uh they look good man they look real good I mean, they're they looking incredible. Obviously, having Wander Franco healthy this year has been tremendous for them. Um, dealt with some uh, some injury issues um, last year as well. So that was that was kind of tough for them and a, and a big loss for them at times. Um, they're currently up five to one in the top of the seventh over Boston. So um, we'll kind of kind of keep an eye on that as we as we go about the pot here. I'd, I'd hate to be the reason that they lose. But, uh, you know, always always cool to see a team start off the year hot, but especially to get to to double digits and, and wins without a loss in a row. Um, and also they are just absolutely blowing teams out. Right. Plus 58 in run differential um, is just incredible. And even there, there, which is actually, this is pretty cool. As I look on um, MLB.com for the standings, they added an expected win loss record um, and their expected okay. win loss is still nine and one. So I mean, the, you, you do have that mind there, that one loss in the expected. But I mean, as much as everyone on here on, on the football side of things knows with XG, I mean, you can you can get one shot, have an XG of 0.1 and you'll win that match one nil. Um, so it's I, I've been burned on that on FIFA a bunch of times. It, it's it's happened all the time. So um, to, to see that kind of on the baseball side, especially with all the you know advanced analytics, to see that kind of on the on the standing side is now really cool. And um, I'm interested to see kind of how they calculate that number. Um, mm-hmm. But I think once we get towards, you know, the all-star break and towards the end of the year, you can kind of see, you know, if some teams are just getting really lucky and they're winning a lot of close games just with kind of some fluke hits or bloopers or um, to, to quote Bull Durham, a ground ball with eyes and um, all that, just kind of those those base hits that squeak through to win a couple games. Or on the flip side, if you have a team that has a great expected win loss, but they just they haven't put it together, they're blowing leads late or they're the team that's giving up that extra base hit, you know. So it's going to be very interesting to kind of follow that throughout this year. Um, it's something I never thought that they'd really bring on the baseball side, but to see it come directly from, you know, MLB.com is, is very cool to see. The game's evolving, man. The, uh, the, the, the need to look at things that are happening on the field in, in different ways and things like that is what drives all this to me. I, I know it's framed in the popular mind as, you know, the jocks versus the nerds or whatever, but it's really not that I, I think, I don't think you're necessarily a nerd if you're into 
using uh, n- number science to try to understand like what's going on uh, in the uh, physical world. I think that's actually just like a really cool way to of, like trying to understand the world around us. So uh, I, I think it's cool that the use and the expansion, the ability to, to use computers to calculate these kind of numbers that are underlying our universe uh, in, in super fast enough speed to, to come up with a sat like expected win loss and things like that and fielding range and like, you know, you're, expect you know the probab out probabilities and stuff like that and, and even measuring you know the the, the stat cast stuff off the the batted balls is, is all really cool um and again it's not jocks versus nerds in my mind it's just sort of like the way of the future and like maximizing max uh being most optimum with what we can do with our technology as uh as a human race who likes to play games and analyze them so <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, my philosophical absolutely. soapbox to get off my uh, a- after my grievance. But I want to talk about another first place team also. Props to the Rays. They're winning. They're going to keep winning. If you have Rays, guys, I'm sure you're smashing SO5, SO7 right now, excuse me, I should say. Uh, but I want to talk about another first place team, my Texas Rangers, man. They look good. Uh, DeGrom is pitching well. Jake Meany had uh, a strikeout streak to open the game the other night. Uh, me uh he or heaney i said heaney the meanie that's what i called him <laughs> and uh you know always helps to when you're facing the royals they're there's bad start to the season but texas expected win loss seven and three and they're six and four so they, they gave one away against the analytics but uh uh pretty cool uh to see texas finally back in the some of these other i mean the most uh, besides the rays running away with the east so far early like early on, like every division is, is very packed up tight. And I mean, that's what you'd expect with this small sample size, I guess, but, uh, uh, some interesting early results and, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing which divisions are holding form and which are a little like out of the season pre preseason predicted form right now. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even looking at the, at the NL West, a team that nobody thought would be anywhere competitive, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in, in first place in that division at seven and four right now, um, ahead of the Dodgers and, and uh, Padres who are both six and five. So granted, it's only one game. Um, you kind of look at the the expected wins loss there, Arizona at six and five, their real record seven and four. Um, but then the surprise, the Dodgers at six and five and their expected win loss is eight and three. So they've given away two games this early in the season. Um, who knows kind of what was the the cause of that? Maybe it's, you know, got something to do with the pitch clock. He gave up a an easy mm-hmm. strike three violation or, or whatever it could be. So um, I've been to I've been to two Pirates games this year. I have yet to see a pitch clock violation. So I am anxiously waiting for for that first time just to kind of kind of check that off the list to say that I witnessed a uh, a pitch clock violation. Now, whether oh, it's, it's, a, it's a first strike, strike three, ball four. I don't care what it is. I just want to see one so I can say I experienced baseball in, in 2023 and in this new age. Um, but I have to say, I mean, I know I was I was kind of hesitant on the pitch clock at first. I mean, I was at the game last night. The the Astros won eight to two. So, I mean, a 10 run game in Ooh. previous times, you're looking at a three and a half, four hour game. Game was over in two hours and 40 minutes on the dot. I mean, I yeah. was home after the at the three hour mark. So, I mean, to, to see the pitch clock live and in person like that for a high scoring game. Um, that really there wasn't that much of a noticeable difference. Like there wasn't at any point that I thought, you know, oh, this is going too fast. They need to slow down. I mean, you're really just getting rid of the guys that, you know, after falling off a pitch, you do a quick walk around both batters boxes or you adjust your gloves three or four times. It's it's kind of just getting rid of that. So I mean, even mm-hmm. even as somewhat of a baseball Move it along, fellas. I mean, Come on. Yeah, I love go. it. Let's Move it along, point, keep this yeah. thing going. Um, I yeah. will say kind of it, it sucks. Baseball. You know, let's yeah, play, play baseball, baseball instead of like, yeah, exactly. 
it uh, it sucks for beer sales though. I will say that's kind of the uh, the toughest part is you're really trying to cram that in now to to seven innings as opposed to or for seven innings in about two hours as opposed to what it used to be where you can get at least two and a half, maybe even three. Um, so losing the uh, the extra half hour, forty five minutes on beer sales is definitely tough. But uh, it's maybe we'll live and learn. Maybe in the age of Uber, we can uh, bump that up to sell beer through the eighth inning in some of these ballparks. And, uh, and yeah, just, Milwaukee you know, tr- already did that. Yeah. They bumped it up to the yeah. eighth. So I mean, you trust you trust people. I think people are a little more responsible in this day and age. Obviously, you don't want to enable bad actors and and let the the, the worst of society out there driving drunk on the streets. Uh, uh, so I understand why the cutoff is there, but. Uh, you know, like I said, it's the age of Uber. Maybe maybe things have changed. Good for Milwaukee, in my mind. Uh, you were at the game. Was that that was the game that Contreras started for the Pirates? That was yes. Yeah. So I, I got Thanks. to witness firsthand. I know you were you were very high on him. We were talking a little bit before the show. Um, so I got to I got to <laughs> I, witness no, all those walks. Yeah. I was not very high on him at all. I was forced into playing him in my super. I have three crappy super rare pitchers, and it's Rosie Contreras, uh, Bailey Falter. And uh, what's his name? I can't even remember this guy. Jennings, right? Uh, man, sad that I can't even remember my own collection here. But uh, uh, that just that shows how scrubby it is. So I'm yeah, not, you can't sounds, even think Jordan of the name that Jordan, really Jordan puts it Lyles. into perspective. Jordan Lyles uh, Orioles card, but he's he's now with uh, KC, right? So um, I didn't want to start Lyles. Lyles is starting uh, tomorrow, I think, versus the uh, Rangers, and I didn't want to start against my Rangers. And then Falter was playing the Reds in Great American Ballpark um, Very on the last day of the ballpark. game week. But on the last day of the game week, yeah. So and it was like, if there's any rain with this Miami series, like it's the fourth game, if anything happens, he gets bumped, then I got nobody. Although zero, uh, zero would have been preferable to what Contreras put in, <laughs> put in a negative score. But it's just a really tough pitching decision. My super rare situation is all, all messed up. It's... No, it's it's not even worth telling the stories too much because no one can really. Re- well, maybe people can relate. It is worth talking a little bit about how the mixed scarcity is working uh, division wise and the ability to like play up because I only have six super rares uh, cards all together. One's a reliever, three starting pitchers, uh, and then two uh, outfield players who actually play, and then uh, uh, and that's it, right? So. Um, I can still play the super rare division by mixing in the rares. And I, I just love that they kept it that way from last year. They, if you remember, they got rid of mixed scarcity entries really quickly in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's nice that they have like, they kept the, the divisions where you can sort of cheat and not cheat, but just like sneak your way into super rare uh, play. Uh, I, I need to win some more cause I don't want to buy anymore. I'm, 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 I'm ETH poor on the site. Let's just put it that way. And I'm not trying <laughs> to get my credit card involved uh, this, this month. But uh, um, just I this want, month, uh, so on a, the next month, you're good though, right? <laughs> uh, no, I think I predict things will continue uh, from this month to next month in that regard for sure. But uh, I do want more super cards, so I need to win some, so I need to put it all together. It, it won't be this week because, like I said, I, I had a really weird, tough decision making process, and this works in it. You could be this could be anyone out there who's playing from limited up to rare, also, where if you don't have a bunch of rare pitchers and you have crappy, crappy decisions to make, uh, just don't put guys on the pirates facing the Astros. That, that would be my <laughs> advice. You know, exactly. So I, I messed that one up. So that's a good say it's game week four. Um, you can still, it's still early yeah. to kind of turn things around, but I'm glad you brought up the the mixed scarcities. I'm glad that they kept that 
um, especially kind of in the in the all star competitions, um, obviously in, in the pro division. So for rare pro, um, super rare pro, you know, you can't really combine the two. So I'm glad that they still kind of allow users to kind of mix and match. But then there also is the competition um, that is exclusively you have to have that scarcity. And that's also the one that has the ETH. So it, it makes sense mm-hmm. that they kind of did it that way. Um, but yeah, as someone that doesn't really have a, a great rare lineup, um, my, my only starting, I have two rare starting pitchers. Um, and it is Cal Quantrill, who's, you know, fairly mediocre. Um, and I won Patrick Corbin as a tier five reward Corby. Um, who has put up. Yeah. He, he, he scored eight points in a, his third start, which was um, the most he scored all year. So Oof. there's a, uh, there's a reason he's tier five. Right. But, uh, his, that, that's kind of one of the things starter might be numbered. Yeah. Yeah. And even last year I was shocked that they kept with him, but on the flip side, the nationals are just so bad that, I mean, you might as well just let him go out there and and kind of mm-hmm. throw and at least eat innings, even if you're you're giving up a handful of runs each time. So um, that that's a tough one. But I've typically kind of been rolling with uh, whenever Garrett Cole or Sandy Alcantara pitch. Um, obviously, Alcantara gave up eleven runs, nine runs mm-hmm. last night in five innings. Um, so last night didn't work out too well, but um, I'll typically roll with him or Garrett Cole at that starting position because I have a, a plethora of rare relievers to kind of fill that that's uh, pitcher requirement mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of fill in from there. So that's that's definitely I think, yes, you do lose the it's about 10 percent um, the difference between the in-season 5 percent to the in-season 15 for limited to rare. But um, I think if you do have a pitcher that is one scarcity down, but is just that much better, I think that's kind of the route to go. But again, mm-hmm. it kind of it depends on your gallery. Obviously, in your situation, you you have to play both your reliever and your um, your starter in order to get that four um, super rare. So it kind of depends on on what the gallery mm-hmm. looks like. But um, yeah, fingers crossed that whenever you get the uh, that next reward, that it kind of fills in nicely for that uh, that starting role or, or um, even another reliever to to kind of fit in nicely for uh, rounding out that lineup. Shout out to Eric Swanson, by the way, who's uh, my who is my my super rare reliever, and I I want him in limited also. And uh, he went from the Mariners to the Jays as a setup man, and uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving his work. Um, we're gonna talk. In fact, that might get us that we should just go there probably right now. I will say I did want to ask you one other thing. How do you since we're on competitions and just we're mm-hmm. we're you know a full seven plus days into this season. Do you, are you liking the way that the ALNL divisions plus the the pro all-star divisions are working? Do we have enough competitions now for people's collections? Or, um, I, I mean, I would answer the question yes, because I can't even really quite field all the competitions. So I'm like in that spot where I now need more cards uh, for the first time in a long time. Other people probably have a lot more cards than me already, so they might be loving it. Uh, where do you stand on some of these, uh, uh, the way they've set up the game this year? They were pretty proud of it when they announced it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, obviously more competition just means that there's less cards in training that are kind of wasting away. So from that standpoint, I love it. Um, I'm kind of teetering on the edge of I have enough to put in lineups that are competitive, but at the same time, like my AL and NL are kind of just my scraps that aren't used in an all-star or pro or the ones that bump up to rare. Um, so on the, on the limited side there, it's still a, a fairly decent team. You know, I, I have enough guys that can go off, obviously having, um, I think I have two Nico Horners and limited and two Jorge Soler. So just kind of really stacking up on those, those former Cubs and Nico. current Cubs. We're um, loving Nico. Yeah. yeah oh Nico's Nico. We're, this is a pro Nico Horner podcast. Yes. I'm, I'm sure. glad to hear that. He, uh, he had his first walk off of his career last night in a win over Seattle. So, um, very excited Love for, it. uh, for him on that front. But yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, they, they've been fairly competitive. I mean, I've missed out on 
getting a reward by 10 or 15 points each week. So um, it's somewhat of a lot, but at the same time on the flip side, that's, that's a home run and a couple RBIs away from bumping right. up to, to get there. So when um, you, I don't know, I'm kind of just riding the storm out for now and seeing what rewards I can get rather than, you know, going out and buying, buying new players too. It is a fun like fu- function of the way the game works of like, you when when you're checking like your how far back you are from the rewards like in the middle of a game week on football, you know that you're limited by the 100 point matrix. When you're checking on NBA, you know you're kind of limited. You know that like 50 points per guy is probably about the the best you could expect or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, but in baseball, it's there's almost no upside. Like you never like your guy could could have 100 points. You know, you know, <laughs> like uh, he, he could come out and hit two grand slams and a triple and, and stuff like that. And just like so, you can make like you can be 60 points down on the last day of the game. We can still somehow like make it all back and come to the rewards. It's kind of nice that way. So if you have the right stack. So, yeah, I mean, I love, and especially now that the relievers are kind of boosted up too. I mean, if, if right, you're a, yeah, that's a closer and you get that next. save, you're getting 25 points off the bat. So, I mean, you put together two saves in a game week and your relievers putting up a 50 spot. I mean, that is mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah, that's the other big change is the the appearance points for relievers that basically makes setup men like really viable and like supercharges close good closers. And th- that extra five points is, is huge and clutch, especially when with XP bonuses on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it's nice and it's kind of a, an interesting point. I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week, but, you know, obviously going after the the premier setup men, um, you know, in the league kind of gives you a, an edge in that sense because they're going to make more appearances when they're winning and they're going to get more saves. But on the flip side, I mean, I have a David Bednar rare who's the closer for the Pirates, and and granted, the Pirates are typically terrible this year. I think they're they're six and four to start the year, um, but he's also a guy that if they're down one run going into the eighth inning, he's going to pitch the eighth to make sure it's still a one run game going into the ninth. So, right. um, maybe, getting maybe that get extra five w. points, yeah, I mean, he, he may get yeah. that win. Yeah. Um, he's he's not going to pick up the save in that situation, but getting that additional five point boost, I think for for good closers that are on quote unquote bad or mediocre teams, I think can also be a great budget play because yeah, going after, you know, a manual class A is, is going to be an incredible haul for you. But on the flip side, you can get fairly comparable points for a guy that's half his price, like Scott Barlow for, um, for Kansas city, another bad team, but he's a solid closer for them. Um, so he's going to make a lot of appearances, even if they're not winning, whereas class A, if, if it's, they're not winning the game, he's most likely not pitching. So um, it's it's kind of a, a catch twenty two in that sense on what you do, but I, I am glad that it kind of levels the playing field and brings in those setup men, kind of like you you know pointed out. Because last year it felt like you know you have to have the closer, otherwise if you're just putting a, a middle reliever in there, you're really not getting much of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's brought them into play. Like I mentioned earlier on the show, like do I uh, how how it feels dirty to to buy a reliever, but. Uh, um, you know, I want the one reward I did win this week was Camilo Doval rare. And I was like tier three rare. And I was like, this is a great prize because I'm short on relief pitchers in my gallery. And I'm like running out of like, I can't do, I can't train guys as much as I want to because I can't fit. I, I have guys that like don't get in lineups and don't get trained every week because, and I don't have a huge gallery. And it's because I don't have relief pitchers to like fill in that spot on extra training lineups. So it's kind of interesting uh, how now that they're more in play um, with, with the extra points that the, their, their points got, but they're the only position they got buffed in the off season. You could say um, they, I don't know, maybe it doesn't feel as dirty to buy them. It definitely didn't feel as bad to win this one. I was really happy to win Camilo Doval as my, as my tier three reward uh, in rare 
I think it was a rare pro this see. Uh, no, I think it was rare all star. Excuse me, this week. So um, yeah, I mean that that's a solid a solid get. And yeah, I mean it even last year it felt kind of gross going out and buying a relief pitcher just because of mm-hmm. how kind of undervalued and un or I guess not unuseful, but uh, you you could still put in a premier guy. But even if he gets a save, he's really not doing a whole lot for that lineup. Right. Um, so it felt just kind of gross going out and buying one. But yeah, I mean getting one. Uh, it was a, like a tax. Solid it was like the tax year. of yeah. the game. Yeah. So, I mean, getting a solid one as a reward right off the bat this early, I think is huge, but um, especially now with kind of how it's a little more even, you know, with, with relievers as a whole, I think now is maybe the time to kind of go out and get one. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, picking up a, a star reliever like that off a reward is is great, especially because he threw a ton of innings and had a, a ton of appearances last year. So you throw on that five point boost, um, even if he's not picking up the save on a, on a fairly decent uh, Giants team. Yeah. Well, Giants are slow start. I mean, they've they've they're they're under under five hundred through ten games. We'll see what happens in the next ten. I guess let's go from there. But uh, uh, they uh, they haven't had an easy schedule. They played the Dodgers a bunch, right? So yeah, I mean that that's that's a tough division, especially now with the uh, the Dodgers and Padres both being unreal. Um, mm-hmm. Colorado's fairly decent, so Arizona's um, hot to start. Arizona's hot. That was the one team you yeah. could always count on, and as long as Zach Gallon's not pitching, you're you're feeling pretty good about that. But uh, I mean, now it feels like even if he's not pitching, you're you're a little nervous in that. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens with uh, with that whole division. I mean, I, I think in the long run, it's going to end up being the Dodgers and Padres in one and two. Now, what order they come in, who knows? It may come down to a game or two here or there. But I think those are really kind of far and away once we get to the end of the season, those two best teams kind of by a, a good margin. Uh, yeah, we'll have to, I'll I'll uh I'll probably agree with that to be honest until I see better. I'm, I'm kind of always in the, in the back of my mind. It's not a hatred thing, but I'm always kind of cheering against the Dodgers a little bit. I don't know why I just, I, I kind of am. I actually do kind of like the D backs as so has made me more of a D backs guy since I won uh, Jake McCarthy uh, mm-hmm. uh, super rare, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a good prediction for the West uh, central and East. I would say Atlanta's it's probably going to be Atlanta and the Mets again, right? Uh, unless okay. Philly, somehow goes on a run. Washington doesn't look a ton better. The central, you like your cubbies? I, I think the Cubs will be around 500. I mean, the, the bullpen has been very suspect early on, just kind of as I, I figured it would. Um, the lineup's been doing well. I mean, having Horner at one and uh, and Swanson at the two spot, I think is great because both guys got some decent pop. Um, and obviously up the middle defensively, it is just absolutely beautiful and a work of art to see them turn a double play. So oh, wow. um, from a from a watching standpoint, as a true baseball fan, it's incredible. Sure. Um, but I, little, I, I think the Cubs kind of uh, stay around a little, a little scoop, a little flip, a little toss, you know, just oh, yeah. send it around. Let's go. There was a, they had one over the weekend. I forgot uh, which of the two it was, but they just did the quick little glove flip and oh my God, oh. it was, it was, I just, I was sitting there just watching it on repeat, just the flip. And it's just yeah. knowing that that's the middle infield for the next couple of years for the Cubs is, is very mm. promising, but mm. I think relievers and starters are going to be the the downfall for this team. They could uh, they could use a double play right now uh, down seven one in the top third uh, uh, hosting Seattle with uh, with runners on actually two outs so no, no double play but uh, uh, you can still turn yeah, one just, just for fun just check checking in with the scoreboard again here's a record just because I wanted to get back to the Rays and they're they're still winning and that's we're talking about some of these contenders and divisions but everyone's chasing the Rays right now and uh, is there anyone. Who would you recommend SO5 wise that people should be targeting if they want to get on in this Rays hot streak? 
Do you need to spend for the top of the lineup guys? Do you need to, is there, is there a bottom, is there, is there a cheaper sort of like hidden piece inside the lineup that might be worth scouting for a purchase? What, what kind of, uh, is it, since everybody's hitting right now, they all look pretty good, but who do you like to keep it up? I guess, uh, going forward into the season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if Wander Franco stays healthy, he is the kind of that number one guy on that roster to go after just because he's so young. He's so promising. He can hit for power. Um, his health is a little concerning though. So that's definitely something to, to kind of be a little bit wary of. Um, but obviously him, Randy Arozarena, who'd be great in the outfield too, has got some great pop, um, really played well in the world baseball classic and has, has kind of continued it as we get into the season here, um, hitting 333. So, um, he's got two home runs on the year and he's leading the team in RBIs. So he's kind of the, those are the two guys kind of up at the the top of the list to target. Arozarena um, is crushing. He's got 89 ribs and the next highest on the team is 58. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that's huge. Um, Wander's to... Wander's trading at like three hundred bucks for a rare, um, so that, that's a little dicey. Uh, Arazarain is cheaper; he's under point one ETH uh, at one hundred and eighty bucks. The the limiteds point oh two for uh, Randy, point oh four for Wander. Not 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 fun spends, but uh, you know you might have to save up for some of those depending on what level you're playing at. But uh, seems like it might be nice to get on those guys for sure. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, it, it's kind of tough at the at the back end of that lineup because they they kind of rotate a lot in the outfield outside of um, Rosarena. Now that Kevin Kiermaier is gone, he was kind of that that lock and center field for them. Um, granted, he he couldn't hit at all. He was just a great defender, but always a guy that was going to be in the lineup no matter what. And now he's you know across the border up in Toronto. Um, I'm trying to kind of look at this list here real quick. I mean, Harold Ramirez gets uh, gets at bats every day. Emmanuel Margot. Um, Isaac Paredes is, uh, has actually started off pretty odd. He's hitting three, same number of homers as Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Same number of home runs and hits. Um, he's trailing him by one RBI. Um, so that's definitely something to, um, you know, to kind of keep an eye on for that too. So, and he's only 24. So, I mean, really for the most part, this whole raise lineup is, is very young. Um, so you can't really go too wrong with going after a guy and, and expecting kind of that long-term um, success. Cause you know, obviously in baseball, you, you can start off hot and kind of regress a little bit, but if you keep that, that success long-term, right. um, it, it's going to be huge for them, especially how, in a, in a division where he gets to play at Yankee stadium for, you know, a bunch, a handful of games every year too. How hot can they stay over the next month to, to make, help people make decisions on whether or not it's worth trying to buy into this hot streak, but what what does your heart tell you? What does your expert opinion tell you? What does your history of following baseball your whole life tell you? Oh man, I mean, I, I think they can do it. I mean, obviously, when you have Shane McClellahan and Drew Rasmussen, and um, drawing a blank on his name right now, Tyler Glasnow, um, once he gets fully go. healthy again, uh, when you get those guys, that I mean, that rotation is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, and if there's anything that that kind of gets you to make runs and kind of keep you in ball games, it's it's premier pitching, and they have it so. Um, their bullpen's really great as well. It's it's solid top to bottom. Um, so I, I I think they can keep it up all year. I mean, they were one of the teams, if I remember correctly, I had them sneaking in at the wild card um, mm-hmm. and making a run. Um, I'm trying to, to find it in my notes here real quick as well, because I'd hate to hate to go back. <laughs> I, I had them missing the playoffs actually let's, to the Angels. Let's, so let's that's, go to the notes. You know, I'm glad I caught it. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it's I, I I think after this hot start, they're definitely a, a team that can do it, especially with how Rosa Reina has been playing. And and the biggest thing, and I no, cannot no. trust it enough, is if Wander Franco stays healthy, this team will go very far. I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's well, it's just it's a solid roster. I 
I'd kind of wait until so you're in April. I guess if you're deciding to go fully in on a team, give it through April. So they have a, at least a full month to kind of, kind of go out and do things. And um, you can kind of see if, if it's just a hot first couple of weeks or if it's truly meant to be. Um, I think they will be a very competitive team all year now after, you know, obviously starting out 10 and 0 is, is huge. But um, if you're kind of on the fence and waiting to see kind of how it turns out, I'd say typically you can give it the first month of the season. And that's kind of when, you know, guys that are, if they're hitting 425 through the first couple of weeks, obviously they're not going to stay there all year. So um, maybe they dropped on to, you know, the high twos or, or low threes, but uh, it kind of gives you a chance to, to kind of feel things out and, um, not get sucked into these these early weekend small sample size stats. I love it. I love it. Thank thank you for being the voice of reason for sure. Always. Uh, without with unless you got anything else, I think it might be card swap time. What do you say? Oh, I am always down for card swap. I almost did it today, and I caught myself. I was like, wait, oh, I got to save this for for tripping. So then, that was then a that very nerve wracking. You, you get to go first. Uh, then I I think you you earned it with your by using that last minute self restraint. Yeah. Who we well, thank you. Um, I'm trying to look at this now. I mean, I, I picked up a John Schreiber from uh from Boston. He's a reliever because that was when uh obviously to start the draft you only got one reliever. So mm-hmm. um, I was kind of trying to to swap early on to get a um a second one, but actually picked up a Ryan Presley um last week too. So now I have I have two solid relievers there. So there we um, go. We're gonna we're gonna swap out Schreiber and just kind of see see what we get here. I've had a had good success so far. So. Um, we got Elias Diaz, who's a catcher for the Rockies. David Peterson, who's a starter for the Mets. Nick Ahmed, who's the shortstop for the Diamondbacks. Reese Wilson, who's a reliever for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Connor Joe, who is an outfielder for the Pirates. So, oh, good old good old Joe. You might have to get the hometown kid, former Rocky Con- Connor. I, have, I had Connor Joe. I think I have a Connor Joe limited from the Rockies last year when I bought a Rockies stack and he, he was horrible and got benched, but uh, I don't know. Do you do any of those? Tra- I think you might keep your RP there. That That's um, to me, that's maybe a no trade, but what, what are you thinking? That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. I'm trying to quickly look at a uh, David Peterson stats here okay. as a starter, just cause um, I have him, Aaron, or I have Aaron Noah, um, Dustin May yeah. and uh, Hayden Wisniewski, who, who really hasn't been good so far this year and obviously Until gave up a ton you- of runs tonight. So I think the the move for the common draft was to get like really cheap pitch uh, starting pitchers, like cheat code, like first week pitchers, and then spend all your your cap points on great hitters. That's that's what I did, and so yeah, so like until you can until I can win some some really nice starting pitchers, it's going to be sort of like accumulate common SPs through swaps or or uh, or common tourneys for sure for me in the early part of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was kind of funny because so rare posted, it was a couple of days ago, so I, I can't find the tweet right now, but um, it was the most commonly chose players in a kind of overall for common drafts. And um, the top couple were Dustin May and Chris Sale because both of them were the cheapest yeah. starting pitchers, but of at the course. same time, they're guys that were locks for the rotation. So um, yeah. it, it's kind of a, a bummer to see that everyone else picked up on that. But on the flip side, it just shows you how smart the the community can be at times. Right? They'll see kind of a, right. a loophole like that, like Strider last year with the in the reliever spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they will jump on it immediately. It spreads quickly for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so I think keeping the, the reliever this, this week. Hopefully and, we're doing our part to 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 raise that general awareness and, and intelligence in the so rare baseball community for sure. 
Yeah, that's the great point. And, you know, it, it's tough on the on the basketball side with Jorge and I because people react so quickly. Like as soon as news oh, drops, yeah. that's when that price spike hits. Whereas on baseball, yeah. it, it really it's a more of a gradual kind of as they continue to do well. So um, you kind of have a little bit more time where if you see a guy's, you know, gone three for five, um, you know, one game and he goes three for five again the next day. It's not like you have to jump on him right away. You can kind of give it that third day of the game. We can see. You know, if he goes over five, maybe his price doesn't keep going up and you can kind of buy in at that, you know, at that point right there. So um, the fact that it moves, you know, slower than basketball, I think is is great from a user experience, but also just from a, I mean, you've got 162 games and, you know, it's, it's an absolute grind. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you have a little bit more time to uh, still go after guys, even if they're, if they're hot or cold and, you know, buy low, sell high, all that fun stuff too. So um, kind of the, the additional time to put a, a, you know, solid scouting report together is very helpful. You swapping or not? I'm going to keep him. We're going to, we're going to stick with the reliever in that situation. None of the other guys would, uh, would really crack my lineup at this point. So I think we're just going to kind of ride it out. All right. I agree with that decision. So um, I added a new pitcher to the stable, Dylan Cease. Not a bad starter. Finally, finally a decent starter for my collection compared to um, Clevenger and Corbin, my previous guys that I've had, and Johnny Johnny Brito, who I don't think is really <laughs> playing. Uh, so I think I'm going to trade out one of these guys, either Clevenger. Even though I'm, I am accumulating pitchers, I think it's time to trade out either Clevenger or Corbin. They both kind of suck. I got Dylan Cease, right? My other options, I, I have like, Marcus Semien and Josh Young. I have Acuna and Albies. I have Tucker and Alvarez from the Strohs. I have Doval as my reliever. And then my bench is like Yoan Moncada and Miguel Vargas. So, and Yano Diaz. So I think it's Clevenger Corbin. Who do, who do we hate more, Clevenger or Corbin? Clevenger at least has great hair. Clevenger has great hair and he, uh, he pitches for the White Sox. So I'm going to, I'm going to say keep him. Um, and as a, as a Patrick Corbin owner for on right. the rare side of things who really just helps fill training lineups at this point. Right. Um, yeah. Swap didn't we him just, and at least see what you can get. Didn't we just get done shitting on Corbin like 30 minutes? We ago did. Yes. So I, oh, I yeah, think that's know, the perfect yeah, time okay. to, to say swap him and, and get him out of here. All right. So they're giving me JP Sears starter for the A's. That's a no go. Jose Urena starter for the Rockies. That's a no go. Uh, Garrett Hill, a reliever for the Tigers. Emilio Pagan, reliever for the Twins, or Brock Burke, reliever for the Rangers. I think it's got to be. A, I always, I'm trying to get Rangers, and I need a relief pitcher. This is a no brainer for me, right? Yeah, I mean, I always getting a picking up a hometown guy is is fun and common, especially when you're swapping out a, a player you know is never going to play. You can kind of just look at the um, the collectability side, and yeah, I think absolutely go with mm-hmm. the uh, the hometown team right there. Let me let me do a, a ten seconds of research and just see what the appearance profile looks like for Burke and Hill because I think that I'm going to go to my trusty uh, Fangraphs closer chart. I don't know. <laughs> We've uh, I, I spent all of last season uh, bragging this thing up, so hopefully. Everyone's all over it uh, this year, but I've been using it again this year. It's a very, very helpful way to sort of like learn the hierarchies inside of these bullpens. Uh, so for Detroit, uh, yeah, Garrett Hill is way down low on the middle reliever list, and he he's not uh, not very high priority wise for Brock Burke. He's a lefty setup man with twenty six holds. That uh, is, a, yeah, that's a that's a that's a Brock Burke season all all damn day. Absolutely. And you get another Ranger. So, I mean, no complaints about that. Exactly. So the Rangers collection grows. Uh, I need some of these guys to come back from injury. Never did get the Corey Seager I wanted, but uh, we'll work on that in the future. And uh, you still got time. You got a whole nother season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
but really fun, man. Really, really fun uh, uh, week to catch up. I, I would say, despite a lot of anxiety in the preseason and in the offseason and preseason and and the wondering of like, man, is the game like even worth playing anymore, you know, for a little bit before before this season two launch. First week of season two has has drawn me back in and has me feeling like uh, engaged with the game and having fun. So uh, can't complain about that at all. Yeah, just happy to be back and, uh, you know, long season still to go. A lot of game weeks left and, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're kind of learning from our mistakes, learning the, the tips and tricks. And, uh, you know, especially now that ETH rewards are out, good luck to everyone. And uh, hopefully you can kind of turn those uh, those ETH rewards into a, a big name pitcher, maybe even a, a Patrick Corbin in the future. We'll see what the uh, what the cards hold. <laughs> that should become our new gig our new bit it's just like (laughs) ripping on patrick corbin so yes i love it all for it but uh let's have a good game week we'll uh, we'll catch y'all next week 